Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people and organizations making an impact around Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. Thank you for joining us. And our first guest is a good friend. She is Amy, Amy Reiser of the Better Business Bureau. Now, let's say your correct title because it's a long title, and I want to give you your proper props. Amy, go right ahead. <laughs> Yes, Amy Razor, Better Business Bureau, Fort Worth Regional Director, BBB Serving the Heart of Texas. I love that. I love (laughs) that. It's a mouthful, but it's it's a great organization, and people always turn to the Better Business Bureau whenever there's a problem or something that they're skeptical about. And I'm glad you're on the show today because we're getting close to tax day. They moved it back to April 15th, but right now there's a lot of people filling out their taxes, or looking for some people or organizations to fill out their taxes. And you're here to join us to tell us about possible tax scams. Can you break it down for us? Well, unfortunately, as we all know, 2020 was a tough year. um, And scammers love those kind of opportunities to take advantage. Thankfully, because of the uh, winter storm that we have, our deadline here in Texas has been extended to June 15th. So that gives oh, really? people a little bit more time. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> um, gives people a little bit more time, but it also gives you time to research and make sure that who you have preparing your taxes is someone that you can trust. All right, so June 15th, and this is because of the power outage and the storms in, in February, right? Mm-hmm, correct. How did that happen? How Not the storms, but how did they get to back up the date? I mean, it seems like that's in stone nowadays, but I know about the <laughs> pandemic backing it up to May 15th, but this is actually a right. bonus for a lot of people who don't know. Right, and and that's, you know, because it was declared as a federal emergency and so many people were, were without power or water or had damage, um, and so we were given an extended deadline because of that. Okay, so... You're here to say that there's some scammers out there. Give me an example of one of the scams that's tricking people up. Yeah, so the first one is educational scams. So IRS issued a warning that they're being impersonated. People impersonate the IRS probably more than any other institution right along with the Social Security Administration. 
And they're targeting people that have an EDU uh, at the end of their email address. Really? It has the IRS logo, includes subject lines about your tax refunds, um, but it's really a phishing expedition to get the personal information, such as your social security number, name, and address. Um, the most important thing to know is that the IRS does not initiate contact with through email or text messages or social media. Um, they will mail you if there's any information that they need to share with you or get from you. Um, so anything like that should always be reported to phishing at irs.gov. You know, I noticed a lot of people getting tricked and duped because they were expecting stimulus checks or they were wondering if they may qualify for a stimulus check. And you, you mentioned that the IRS does not contact you online. So could you repeat that again for everybody who's wondering? Because there's still people out there, uh, they get a, like you said, a, a, an email or they, they see something online where, hey, you can get your stimulus te- check or, hey, you can have an opportunity to, you know, do your taxes online or, or I mean, those kind of things. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit for them? Absolutely. It is very easy to impersonate using technology these days. You can have a call that shows up on your phone that says it's from IRS. Um, They can steal people's logos, which is what they're doing in the emails. They're using the IRS logo. Um, People have access to our phone numbers everywhere, and so they text us. Most important to know is that the IRS does not reach out to you in any of these ways. They will only contact you by mail. And they would never ask for your entire social security number for any reason. No. Give us another example of people being duped, this getting <laughs> ready to do their taxes. Yes. So the next one is unemployment benefits. So we know that many people either worked reduced hours or lost their jobs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, because of this, there, was, there were extended and increased unemployment benefits. Um, so... Scammers see, ooh, pot of money. I'm going to see if I can go get some of that. (laughs) Um, So they steal personal information for individuals who have not filed unemployment claims and um, pose as those people to apply for unemployment benefits under a false identity or someone else's identity, essentially. And then those funds are received um, and they are actually taxable, and, and Americans don't know that they have been a victim of, of, the, of this kind of scam until they go to file their taxes and find that someone has filed for unemployment in their name. You know what I think? I think there's a lot of people who fear the IRS, and that's why they uh-huh. fall prey to some of these, these schemers. Absolutely. Fear is a big piece of what makes these so effective. You know, um, everyone has that feeling of, oh, the IRS is, is going to come take my money, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and that's really not something that, that you need to be concerned with. It's it's sharing your personal information with people that you haven't verified that is far more dangerous. Um, we, we had one person that let us know that their Social Security number had been used to open over 50 bank accounts <laughs> and $10 million in money laundering and drug trafficking. So real, you know, horrible things are happening when people's identity is are getting stolen. You know, identity is the new um, currency, I guess. Uh, having the data about people. Can you explain about how you guys are having to deal with that a lot lately, the Better Business Bureau? Yeah, I mean, we have people report into Scam Tracker, which we highly recommend. If anybody has anything that happens to them, just go to bbb.org slash Scam Tracker. 
um, and share that information because it can help somebody else from falling victim. Um, but every bit of our personal information is, is currency now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our cell phone numbers are a hot commodity. They get sold over and over and over again. Um, knowing someone's address and driver's license or social security number can really be detrimental and you can lose a lot very quickly. I guess with technology that has, uh, expanded your, your business per se, uh, the better business bureau. I mean, a lot of the calls used to be brick and mortar with people having situations that way, but I guess now with technology, it's about identity theft or, or scammers who are getting cell phone numbers and email addresses Absolutely. and things like that. Can you talk about some of those situations? Yeah, I mean, our top scams over the last three years have really elevated to being more technology-based than anything. Um, and those are things like online shopping. Um, that You know, that's all online, uh, as well as employment scams. And so finding a job that you think is legitimate online, and then again, they take your information and because um, you give a lot of information to someone when you um, are, are about to work for them. Um, and so that's a good way to pose um, as, as an employer to get that information from someone. Um, and then cryptocurrency has also been a big one for us. Oh, let's, let's talk about that because so many people <laughs> are trying to get into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, Dogecoin. Can you talk about some of those situations? You know, it is it is a legitimate, you know, form of currency, and what people are really taking advantage of is that we don't know very much yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <clears throat> people are unaware of how it all really works, and so it's very easy for someone that is a scammer to take advantage of people and make big promises on, you know, making money fast and, and uh, having great opportunities and getting in on the ground floor and... It's a lot like playing the stock market, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, you definitely want to do your research and understand what you're doing before you get into it. How long ago did you start getting calls like that about uh, checking out cryptocurrency and then you're like, wow, this is a new one? Mm-hmm. It's been, we, we started really seeing it ramp up about three years ago, mm-hmm. um, but two years ago is when it really hit the top 10 as far as people being misled about what what money they could make and how quickly it could be made. Is there a war story? You don't have to name a name of someone that <laughs> lost lots of money, and maybe you might have that dollar figure. Um, you know, I've seen several people that think that they're in kind of like a, it's similar to stock market bull or bear market kind of situations, <clears throat> and they're shown graphs about how quickly it, it's going to climb. Um, and then when you should sell because they're predicting, you know, a crash is coming. So you want to sell before the crash, um, tens of thousands of dollars in, in seconds can be lost. Yeah. <laughs> in seconds. See, that's the thing about technology and online and oh my goodness. We're talking with Amy Reiser. She is the regional director of the Better Business Bureau of Heart of Texas, Fort Worth. And, and Amy, you've seen I bet your phones are just ringing. You've seen people get duped, especially on their cell phone when they get a call. And mm-hmm. can you describe some of these calls people are making? Because they're very clever about how mm-hmm. they get in touch with you and then act like they know you or have, they have this opportunity for you. Absolutely. You know, I, I myself have received texts about. Yeah, texts um, too. Would you like to sell your home at, and they give your address, and it's like, okay, that was really creepy, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so we need to be very cautious and very careful about who we're talking to, how we're responding, and what information we're giving. They're going to act like they know something about you or that they know you or somebody referred them to you so that they kind of pull down that trust, you know, pull down that barrier and build mm-hmm. the trust so that you feel like, oh, I, okay, I can actually talk to this person when really they're essentially fishing for information and they're trying to get as much out of you as they possibly can. Can you talk about some of those um, situations that are, they, they pretend like they're fundraising? <laughs> yes. Um, false charities or yeah. charities that are not um, ethical happen a lot, especially during disasters. So you'll see it a lot after um, some kind of natural disaster or power outage. Anytime anytime somebody can see an opportunity to say, um, you know, there are people in need right now and we need your support and help. Um, BBB does offer uh, what's called give.org where you can check on charities to see if they are reputable and if they are spending the donations the way the donors intend. Now, have you had any phone calls on scams about vaccines? Definitely. Um, really? You know, there have been vaccine, yes, Already? Been vaccine scams for a while, yes. Um, you know, scheduling appointments or taking money, um, to receive a vaccination, if any, for those of us that have had them, you you don't have to pay anything right. <laughs> when when you go. Um, setting up appointments, uh, really just trying to gather all of that personal information, um, and then there's no vaccine at the end, or or we've even heard that there are places out there that are giving placebo. It's not really the vaccine, um, but the most common is is charging. Uh, to receive the service. And could you talk about how, you know, during this pandemic, um, there's been a rise in, in schemes, I guess, because of the economy, you know, is just now trying to get back on its feet and a lot of people were struggling. And so there, there open doors for creative people to try to dupe other people. Absolutely. And it goes back to the fear, um, topic that we were talking about. People are, are uncomfortable place. It's it's new territory for many of us, even though it's been going on for a year. Each new layer has new scams that go with it. Um, so initially we saw PPE scams mm-hmm. and then employment scams and and now we're talking about tax scams. I mean they the the, the people that are um, incredibly intelligent <laughs> but not using their powers for good right um are are always a, a few steps ahead to see how they can take advantage of the next situation i'm thinking about some of the businesses that have been thriving uh with the pandemic and i started thinking about um people doing uh, food services, uh, delivery at your door and delivering mm-hmm. packages. Are those, are, are there some scams out there like that where people think they're ordering some food or maybe they think they're ordering a product and someone comes to their door? Can you, I know there's some of those out there that you've got, you've got some phone calls about. Sure. I mean, the most common thing is ordering something online and it not being delivered. Um, so you've put in your information, you've put in your payment information for delivery and then it never comes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is certainly the most common, um, way to take advantage of, of people that are, you know, wanting to be at home and, and order conveniences, no matter what it is. Um, 
to just to be able to stay home and and have things delivered. But we've seen a lot of items not delivered. You know what? It just reminded me of a scam that happened to me. I got tricked about six months ago where I thought I was ordering something online and they said it's only like $5 for a free trial. And Mm -hmm. then I foolishly gave them my credit card information. And the next thing you know, every month for a couple of months, they were charged. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I I found out from my bank, all I, I would have to change the credit card or cancel the credit card, which I did. But I had to, you know, reestablish the relationships that was paying automatically online with other companies. So I was like, oh, my God, these subscriptions. (laughs) Yeah, this has been going on for many, many years. um, And it's very, very easy to fall victim to because um, you might want to try something out, you know, before you make the commitment. Right. Um, And so you do, you know, just pay shipping or, you know, something along those lines. 14 Uh, days. Yes. And then, uh, you know, these charges start showing up on your credit card and you may not even notice them because they're auto drafting. Yeah, it's only like $12 or only $22. (laughs) Yes. So this is very, very common. Um, This is one of the reasons, very good reason to um, pay with credit card when you pay for things, especially online, because much easier to put a freeze on a credit card or Mm -hmm. stop payment or get a refund than it would be from your bank account. Um, Your bank account, you know, you'll have it shut down for a couple of days trying to resolve everything, and then you can't access your bank account to do things like get gas or groceries or whatever your daily activities are. Exactly. We're talking with Amy Reiser, the uh, med... The, let me give you a correct title again. It's such a long title, but it's so proper. Can you give everybody your title again out there at Fort sure Worth? Thing. I am the Fort Worth Regional Director for Better Business Bureau, serving the heart of Texas. Yes. So back to the original conversation, which was this is tax season. Are there scam artists out there who say they will do the taxes for you? <laughs> Absolutely. These are called ghost tax preparers. Oh. Um, so they advertise that they are going, they are a professional tax preparer. Um, they're often promising that you're going to get a good return, um, and what to expect when using their services. Um, however, they don't properly file, they forget to sign, um, the documents. They are supposed to include their preparer tax identification number, which is a PTIN. And they're required mm-hmm. to use that number with their signature. Um, unfortunately, the taxpayer is the one that's accountable for having their taxes done properly. And so even if the uh, preparer promises that all of the information has been filed and everything's good to go, it's still the responsibility of the taxpayer if the paperwork was not filed properly. And where do you go from there if, it, if, if you're scammed like that? What's the, what's the follow-up? What, what are next steps to rectify a situation like that? Well, we hope you will search for someone that is a trustworthy <laughs> tax preparer ahead of time, and you can definitely do that at bbb.org. But if mm-hmm. it does happen to you, then you want to definitely uh, report it to the IRS, uh, irs.gov slash tax dash professionals is where you can report the issues um, of what has gone on with your tax preparer. And then also please report it to BBB Scam Tracker because that will help us keep others from falling victim. Amy, are there any other scenarios that we need to let the listeners know about? 
Absolutely. So the next one that we've seen are social security suspension scams. So people are receiving phone calls. Again, I mentioned earlier that IRS and social security are the most uh, impersonated. Mm -hmm. Um, They are threatening, uh, using that fear tactic again, uh, to cancel a person's uh, social security benefits. Um, They demand immediate payment. Um, Often they're specific about how they want to be paid, and that's usually a prepaid debit card, which is always a red flag. Never pay anybody with a prepaid debit card. Um, They ask you to make a payment to another entity other than the U.S. Treasury. That's another huge red flag. Um, They often threaten law enforcement and and personal arrest, um, really using a lot of, of fear tactics. Um, and they demand the taxes be paid uh, immediately. So definitely a lot of impersonation and fear being used to basically get people to pay large amounts of money very quickly. My goodness. I mean, people, there's so many sharks out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Next on the list. Um, so just wanted to give a couple of, of examples. Um Sure. One one person let us know that the, their, they were told their Social Security number and name were being used to open fraudulent bank accounts. Um, and the person calling told them, you know, you're, you're at risk of jail time. You need to pay this immediately to get it taken care of. It was $8,000. Um, and they were scared to death and, and mm-hmm. paid the amount and, and paid $8,000 in prepaid gift cards and then never heard back from anyone. Um, the prepaid they, gift cards. That's, that's when, that's the signal. Whenever somebody's talking to you on the phone about prepaid gift cards, you can kind of tell that's the scam. That's the scam, yep. right? Yep. Take down as much information as you can so you can report it and then get off the phone as quickly as you can. Are some of the victims elderly? I bring that question up because it seems like those are the kinds of victims. Uh, they have access to a lot of money, and they're mm-hmm. usually elderly, and they get taken advantage of. So our reports show that as far as scams overall, um, younger audiences are more vulnerable. They fall for it oh, more really? easily. Mm-hmm. But older audiences lose a lot more money. Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, our, our elderly population, unfortunately, is, is a prime target victim because there's so much technology involved and they may not be as current on how all of the different technology works. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can imagine, you know, a 90-year-old woman receiving a call that on her phone that says IRS. Yeah, and it's a robocall. Yeah, it's spoofing technology. Um you know, her life experience is, you know, oh, gosh, the IRS, I need to, you know, mm-hmm. straighten up a lesson. Um, and, and so she's going to fall victim easier than someone that might be like, mm, no, this is not how this works. <laughs> so, so on the other end of the spectrum, concerned about the senior population. Yeah. So on the other end of the spectrum, how would younger people get duped? Um, it's just lack of experience. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those real world things where we unfortunately learn things the hard way sometimes. And right. So you haven't dealt with, with these agencies know. before. And so you, <laughs> this may be the first time you've ever heard from these organizations or supposed organizations. And you're like, mm-hmm. gulp, I better comply. 
Exactly, exactly. So they're, you know, they're going to be wondering, oh gosh, why, why is this person calling me, or why is this bank calling me, or um, I need to pay attention. I've never done with dealt with anything like this before, and and the scammer knows that. They know, you know, that they're not as experienced in the ways of the world, and and can take advantage of um, our younger audiences. A lot of times, it's you know, applying for credit or things when they're first getting, you know, started, mm-hmm. buying their first home, buying their first car, getting their first credit card. Um, we definitely encourage them to do their research and, and take their time in making those big life decisions. Is there any final thoughts you have for everybody before we get some information where they can reach you? Yeah, I mean, there unfortunately is way too much going on. Um, we're all kind of fatigued uh, after mm-hmm. everything that has gone on. It, it, it has been a year, and there there's so many layers to that. And, you know, it's not just the pandemic. It's so many other things um, that were kind of um, worn down, and our, and our um, defenses our, might not be as high. Yeah, <laughs> our guards are down, too, yeah. Um, you know, our guards are up with regard to how, how we want to protect ourselves uh, physically, health-wise, um, but we don't realize how smart uh, the scammers are in figuring out where those vulnerabilities are. And there have been a lot of vulnerabilities this year. And so they, they take advantage of that and find ways to uh, manipulate the situation to their advantage. So finally, Amy, before we get out of here, how can people reach you or reach anyone with the Better Business Bureau? We are very easy to find, bbb.org. Uh, we are... Uh, we geolocate to where you ever you are, so you're going to find relevant information to your area when you type that into your URL, and uh, you're going to be connected with businesses that you can trust, um, information. Um, if you want to learn more about these tax scams, you can go to bbb.org slash tax scams, um, scam tracker, bbb.org slash scam tracker. It's all pretty easy. Um, also follow us on uh, BBB Fort Worth Facebook mm-hmm. page. You can message me there. I, I will get back to you very quickly, um, or just give us a call anytime. We're here to support the community, businesses, and consumers. And Amy, again, just like you said at the top of the show, um, everybody be aware: the state of Texas, you've been given some extra time for you to file your taxes, June fifteenth, right? June 15th. Take your time to do your research and trust who you're giving your information to. Amy, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Amy Reiser, the uh, Regional Director, Fort Worth, Better Business Bureau, Heart of Texas. Amy, <laughs> thanks again. we got to do it again real soon. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. Our next guest is the Executive Director of a charity called A Break for Grandmother, Miss Arvella Warren. How are you doing, Miss Miss Warren? I'm great. How are you, Chris? I am fine, and I'm so glad to finally get you on a radio show because I've been working with your organization for years, especially around the holidays because it's so wonderful. Can you explain what a break for grandmothers is all about? Because I think it's so important. Okay, a break for grandmother is a way to honor, to uplift, and encourage grandmothers that are raising their grandchildren. And most of these grandmothers are retirement age, and most of them live at poverty level. Mm-hmm. So I, I got the um, 
and while reading the newspaper in 2016, I saw that uh, most there are more than 2.7 million children being cared for by grandparents at this time, and that was in 2016. So now, you know, the numbers are up, I'm sure. But when I read the story of this lady, her name is Deborah Aldridge. She was from Chicago, and how she had her grandson, and he was an infant, that she worked at in Chicago as a cook, and she made $7.50 an hour, and that she had to go from different food banks in the snow. She doesn't have a car. She lives in the projects. She had to go to twice a month to different food banks to get food just to feed them. And when I read the story, I was touched. I'm like, you know, I, I just said I had just retired from General Motors, so I had time. And I thought to myself, she really needs a break. It's just, it came up like that. She needs a break from everyday things that she go through. Mm -hmm. And I wrote on a piece of paper, a break for grandmother. And I wrote down five names to use as a board member. And God just gave it to me. It just came like, we need to do something because they really are the unsung. Nobody really sees them. They're caring for grandchildren, sometimes multiple grandchildren. And what they're doing is rescuing these children from foster care. Exactly. And everybody needs to know where they come from. Even though they live at poverty level, you still know this is my grandmother, this is my grandfather, this is my, my relative, this is who I am. And a lot of these children grow up to do very well, even raised in that situation, because they do know who they are and where they come from. You know, it's just, it's just to encourage, to uplift, and to let them know that we see you and that you are outstanding. You know, there's so many grandmothers, like you said, some of them are in their 80s, a lot of them in their 70s, they're at least in their mm -hmm. 60s, and yes. they're there because if not, if it wasn't for them, Child Protective Services has no place to take the kids. No place. And another thing you said, 80s, we have grandmothers that are in their 80s with multiple children and sometimes toddlers. We had a grandmother recently. We honored we honor one grandmother a month, and we've done it ever since 2016. And at Christmas, we come back and bring all the grandmothers, their children, and no family members back to have a sit-down dinner at the Country Club. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where you've always supported and encouraged us to to come. It was my honor. Speak, it was my and pleasure. I appreciate it. Because I realized early on that we could speak to the young women, but we needed someone to encourage these young men that these older grandmothers have, you know, and it, it's it, they needed encouragement, too. So you have came and you've done that and they, you know, they appreciate it and, they, and it was exciting to them. But uh, it's been 80-year-old grandmothers we had, but recently... We had earned two grandmothers that they were mother and daughter. They were both doing the same thing, keeping grandchildren, uh, raising grandchildren at 60-plus. And the, grand, the grandmother, she recently passed with COVID. She had an 11-year-old granddaughter. Mm -hmm. Now this granddaughter had to go to the, her. She had adopted her, so she had to go to her slash sister aunt to be raised. And, and you, they look at that, too. We're older and we were trying to raise a grandkid and say, you're 69 and you got a toddler because something happened. You're trying to raise a grandkid. But will you live long enough to see this kid 
no, still not go to foster care. And those are things that they face also because some of them have illnesses, but they still take on their grandchildren. You know, it's an amazing thing what some of these grandmothers do in order to keep the family together. And sometimes these things are out of their control. Like you said, they're, they're trying to step in so that the kids or their kids and the grandkids don't get caught up in the system uh, with yes. the child protective services and, 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 and foster care and and they're like you said they're they're almost forgotten because people okay. don't realize what they do. They change their lives to keep their families together. They really change their lives, and it's due. A lot of people think you know, well, your kid got on drugs, but it's due to death. It's due to incarceration. Mm-hmm. It's due to mental illness. We had one grandmother that she was raising three of her grandchildren because her daughter was mentally ill. And she wow. had to raise her grandchildren. And you, and it's not something that they have to do. I tell the grandmothers, it is a heartfelt thing. It's your heart because there are grandmothers that say, no, that I can't, I won't, and they don't. And even when they go to uh, protective services, if there are multiple grandchildren, they'll ask you, how many do you want? You have four grandchildren. Do you want to take two? you want one? want all or none. You have the option. So it's not that, you know, those are my grandchildren. I got to do it. It is a heartfelt thing, you know. Yeah. And And they don't want to break up their families. They don't want to break up their families. They don't. And it's just, for us, it's an honor to be able to honor them. It's just, I mean, and and some of the things, I I don't like to say stories, but some of the experiences that they went through Mm -hmm. when we were at our luncheons, Everybody has tissue because we cry. Everybody, even males, who are you they telling? Cry. Yes, they cry because when you hear what people are going through, it, it's just you don't realize it because they're right in front of our faces and we don't even see them. Miss Arvella, can you tell one of those stories? Because you've, I imagine when your phone rings, you just never know what you're going to hear. And some of these stories really are emotional. And that's why I'm actually glad that a break for grandmother, you guys got the 501c3 status, and you're yes, there to help a lot of a lot of different people. But like you said, these experiences are, are, are very heartwarming. Yes, we have uh, grandmothers that, you know, and, and, and I'm glad that we've gotten to the point where we're able, because sometimes they'll call and say, uh, do you know somebody that pays a light bill? Do you know where I can get this or that? Because in Texas, there is no, like I said, if you're fostering, you get paid for it. But kinship, they're not paid like that. And mm-hmm. people don't know that. They think, well, all they got, they take those five grandkids because they think that's money for them. But right. it's not. You know, these grandchildren, parents, they live, some of them live in two-bedroom apartments uh, and in areas where it's shooting every night. So they don't just have this lavish, like sometimes foster people, they may mm-hmm. get a bigger house so they can house the children. But when it's kinship, I guess you are expected to do it, but you really don't have to. So when you see these grandmothers doing things, I mean, one of our grandmothers, she had just retired, and she was 67. She just retired from the telephone company, and her daughter had just had a baby. And her daughter was married, but she had a four-year-old, and she had a baby. And while her husband had gone outside mowing his yard, he came back in, and the baby was crying, 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 and he went upstairs to find out the wife had died. She had a rare heart disease oh, that no. no one knew about, and she had a two-week-old baby. Now, here this grandmother, because 
they were a young couple. Here this grandmother had to take on this two-week-old baby and the four-year-old. Of course, the dad, he's young, but he, he worked, and he did kind of help out. But still, this 67-year-old grandmother, she now has to raise her daughter's two-week-old baby, and it's all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I said, it's and we've had two cases where they have had children find out they had heart conditions, and the parents passed within days of the babies being born, and nobody knew they had a heart condition. So the grandmother steps in to raise these children where they should be retired. Right. And it, and it, it also, your social life, you know, mm-hmm. for instance, if you go out with your girlfriends or you go out with couples or whatever you do, now you have these little children that you have to bring along, and sometimes it's annoying, so it changes everything about you. Yeah. And our first grandmother that we did in July, like, and we're five years old, we're five years old this month, and we did our first grandmother in July. She has seven. She had grandchildren and great-grandchildren due to some of these circumstances. And we had, at before COVID, we would have lunches at the country club where we would have the grandmother and we present her with her gifts, give her a crown. We put a crown on her head. I, I don't want to tell all the secrets in case, you know, somebody nominates the grandmother and they'll already know what she's going to get, but we put a crown on her head. And we do give her roses, that couple of things. But at the luncheon, everybody at this luncheon, 30 people, however many people are at the luncheon, we get to encourage the grandmother. We all give her encouraging words because the grandmother tells us some of the things she's gone through. And this one grandmother, our first grandmother, uh, after the luncheon was over, we're sitting here, you know, and people are saying, okay, we'll see you next month. We've got to go. She's talking, talking, talking. And I, and so I'm sitting here because I've got to go too. She, we're talking, talking. So she said, excuse me, I apologize for my long winded, but I don't get to talk to adults. I have these seven great and grandchildren oh, wow. and around me. To, I don't get to have a duck because who wants to come over? <laughs> right. Who wants you to come over to their house? Right. Because every time you come and they were like little kids. So every time she comes, it's eight people, you know, it is eight enough. So everybody comes over and it's stop, no, quit, don't do that. So next time you call to come over, I won't be here. So she is like, uh, I don't get to have adult conversation. I'm with these children all the time. And she had them very active in Girl Scout, Boy Scout. She had them active. And they have grown up to be some really, really uh, good children. We're talking with Miss Arvella Warren. She is the executive director for A Break for Grandmother, a brilliant idea, uh, a charity organization that's putting grandmothers together with each other and Again, honoring those who have basically stepped in the breach to raise kids that their kids cannot raise for whatever the reason. Can you talk about how maybe some of these grandmothers have actually gotten together now because you guys have been able to honor them? Yes, uh, we have. Some of them have gotten together. We have this one grandmother. Well, she's actually a great-grandmother, and uh, she's I believe she's 82, and she has a 10-year-old. But she got the little girl when she was like three years old, but she had to fly to Detroit to get the little girl because they had put her into put her in CPS and she was in foster care. And she found out she went and had to go through all these different measures that you go through to raise her grandchild. But she brought her great granddaughter back here and she lives with her now. And she's 82 years old and the little girl is 10. Mm -hmm. So she my first grandmother she nominated her. And another thing, 
now that they know about the organization and it's so joyous just to be honored, just to be encouraged and uplifted to they honor, they nominate other grandmothers sometimes. So we've gotten grandmothers that, because it's good to talk to people that know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what you're going through and they know, you know, how it is. They know how lonely it is because I say grandparents because there are some wonderful grandparents raising grandchildren, Mm -hmm. but most grandparents now that are raising grandchildren, it's a one grandparent home. Most of them are single grandmothers raising multiple children. And like I said, it's so good that when you came aboard from first start, because you encouraged some of these young guys that otherwise would have gotten mixed up in the wrong crowd Mm -hmm. because they have no, they have their grandmother, they have no real male figure to look up to to say, hey, I can do this because you have given them encouraging words. We can, you can do this. You can stay with your grandmother, be raised by your grandmother and still be a good citizen. So if, if they do get together and they, and it's a good thing too, because now they have somebody that knows what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And because and another thing, oddly enough, it's five people on our board, including myself. None of us are raising our grandchildren. None of us. Wow. And none of us. We don't we're not raising our grandchildren and we have multiple grandchildren. I, I have thirteen grandchildren, mm-hmm. but their parents are taking care of them. I have four children, their parents take care of them. So none of us so it's, I know it's God sent because we didn't know how they really felt. We didn't know how they really felt. We didn't know how they, what they were really going through. We didn't know until we started having our luncheons and hearing all the things that they go through and hearing the struggles. And, and our, one of our grandmothers, her husband had passed. There was two of them. And they had adopted their three grandchildren because the daughter had gotten on drugs real bad. And the daughter was real bitter. And sometimes the parents are bitter with the grandparents because they feel like they took their children. Oh my goodness. And it's not that it's not that they actually rescued their children. Right. But to them, it's like if CPS takes them, it's okay. But if you come and rescue them, it's not okay because now you have my children. Mm-hmm. So they, they go through things. You know, we, we got to see all the things they go through, but this one grandmother, she didn't work and they had gotten the children and her husband passed suddenly. All of the credit cards were in her husband's name. Everything was in his name. And she said, she, all of a sudden, so she was running out of money to do things with. She started using the credit card. And she called in to tell the credit card companies that her husband had passed. They shut him down. Oh, just no. like that. They shut the credit because they're not her credit cards. You know, mm-hmm. I can't say that I'm on, I am a user. If I'm a user on your credit card and I don't pay, I can't, you can't call and say, well, our villa didn't pay this month. So I'm, it, it's not my credit card. It, it was her husband's credit card. She was a user or mm-hmm. authorized user. Mm-hmm. So when she called thinking she was doing the right thing, I called and say, well, you know, my husband passed and, and they cut him off. So she, before they had, she had one credit card that she could still use that she hadn't called because now she knows if you call in, you don't have, you're not going to have this money to spend. You're not going to have this credit card to use because it's not your credit card. There's so many so challenges she, that people don't even think about 
what happens with this. That's why there's a need for your organization to break for grandmother because yeah. people have no idea. But you know what? No the idea. word is going out. In mm-hmm. fact, um, you are personally honored as a hometown hero by the yeah. Credit Union of Texas dot org. Could you talk about that? And I'm I'm yeah. personally proud for you because, again, I think Thank it's you. nice that some other organizations, some other charitable groups and, and corporate groups are recognizing the work that your, your organization is doing. Yeah, that's our bank is the Credit Union of Texas. And I go in there periodically to, you know, deposit or and I, it's also my bank to deposit. And I talk when I start talking about a break for grandmother, I, I just get I, I can hardly stop because it, it excites me because I know what's going on around me now that I didn't even see. But I would talk to the tellers, different tellers, I would just say, because, you know, like we were having a lunch, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to my lunch, and on the way, and they would say, what? I was showing pictures of the grandmother with the crown on her head, and, mm-hmm. you know, everything. I was showing my, the roses and things that we do for the grandmother. And they, one of the tellers nominated me for Hometown Hero. And I didn't know about it, so when they called me, I really thought it was a joke. You know, I was out of town at the time, and... And I saw Credit Union of Texas. I'm like, I hope nothing is wrong with my account. And when she said who she was and that one of the tellers had nominated me and and that what I did, that they liked what I was doing and they appreciated it and they wanted people, more people to know about it. And I was really excited and honored that they knew that, you know, we were, were trying to give back and, and, and something that we really knew nothing about until... And actually, the lady that I, the article lady, mm-hmm. Deborah Aldridge, she's from Chicago, Illinois. We started in July. And at one time, we did three grandmothers at one time because one of the grandmothers couldn't drive and the other grandmother didn't have a car. So they got together and they all came and we honored all three at one time. So when the first meeting we had in April, I told the, the board members about this particular grandmother, Deborah Aldridge, and I said I wanted to honor her because when I read her story, and when you go online, it's, it's, it's even more, it was just like, it's something like you want to connect with her. You just wanted to yes. give her a hug, and you want to say, hey, it's going to be okay. You want to really tell her. And I set out trying to get in touch with her. I said, we want to honor her in the end, you know, but before we do anything else, we want to try and see if we honor her. So I tried to, I connected with the lady in Chicago that wrote the story, and she got me in contact with the, the a lady that was over the grandmothers up there, the organization that they, and in Chicago, they don't have different, they have no money. So they have no money, like, to get assistance for light bills or to mm-hmm. get assistance for different things. So it, it's really more of a struggle. And like I told you early on, she made seven fifty an hour and in Chicago, that they have state and federal tax. So when you look at it, she actually probably makes five, four or five dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And then this is raising a grandson. So I, the lady told me she would get back with me. She would give her my information. She would get with her and see what she interested in doing. I wanted her, her to come here. And I retired from General Motors. And one of my coworkers needed a haircut because I, I got a barber license. One of our my coworkers needed a haircut. So he called me, he said, I'm going to Chicago for a class reunion. And he said, could you give me a haircut because my barber is closed? And so I said, sure. So when he came over, I thought, I said, you know what? I said, you can help me. 
I'm trying to get in touch with this lady, and she's in Chicago. Well, come to find out, his cousin was a deputy sheriff up there, and he said he probably could locate her. So they he inboxed her and said that a lady in Texas wanted to get in touch with her and gave her my number and all this. So and the day that he inboxed her, it was the eve of her son's death. Oh, my. So she she said she couldn't sleep. She got up and started looking at her Facebook page. And so when she saw this, she said, first of all, I've never been any place, never been out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't nobody know anybody named Arbella Warren. I don't know anybody in Texas. And Deborah is, is just a common name. Her name is Deborah Aldridge. So she thought it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. She said, but something, she, she went to church and she said she told her pastor about it. And she said, uh, he said, well, call because you get in touch with this person. So she called me, and when, when the phone rang that day and I saw her area code, I, I was like, when she called, I said, I know who you are. So I told her what I wanted. I said, we want to fly you here, and we want to honor you for what you do. And I told her how I found out about her and everything. She said, let me think about it. And she went again and talked to her pastor, and, he, and people were saying, you know, you don't know her. And, you know, people in Texas are crazy, and you, you're going to go to Texas. And, you know, because she said, I told her this, I said, we're 501, you can check us out, you can have us a background check. I said, you can, you know, you can do all of this. I said, and before you leave, you you can bring somebody with you, which she brought her sister, her grandson, and herself. You can bring a person with you. I said, you will have a round-trip ticket in your hand before you leave. If you get here and things are not right, you can get back on the plane. I say that we're going to put you up at the Reynoldson Hotel, which my, my son-in-law is a coach at OU. Mm-hmm. He put her up there in the, in the Reynoldson Hotel for three days. He put his credit card up so they could have anything they wanted. And so he, um, I told her, you, have, you can check all this out before you get on the plane. So you'll know. And she came. And that first year in December, from July to December, we honored the lady from Chicago, Illinois, that was in the article in the paper in 2016. I remember and, I had a chance to meet her that night. Yeah, you got a chance. And when and tears, everybody was, because when she came out, the way we presented her, it was just, you know, it was just a tearful time because I wanted to. And when we came, we, we picked her up from the airport, and it was Christmas time, and everybody had their Christmas things up. And I remember her grandson said, you know, Grandmother, you said we were going to get a Christmas tree, and, and we haven't had one. We, and I was just, it kind of like broke my heart to think that they don't even have a Christmas tree. Right. You know, they, he, he's asking for a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we, we did, you know, give them money and give them gift cards and things like that. But a funny part about the story is, like I said, my son-in-law is coach at OU. He put his credit card up, and we, you know, how the nice dinner we have at the lunch at the country, at the dinner at the country club. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have this nice dinner, and I was taking him back to the Renaissance. And the grandson said, "I can hardly wait to get back to the hotel." He said, "Because grandmother," he said, "You know." You can order room service, and um, <laughs> you just sign your name, and, and you don't even have to pay for it. I can hardly wait for you. And I'm thinking to myself, you've just eaten. Uh, I'm taking you back, and it's like 11 o'clock at night. You don't have to order room service. So the grandmother said, she said, no, I think you have to pay. She said, no, grandmother, you don't have to pay. All you do, you order, 
you look on, you tell them what you want, they bring it to your room, and you sign for it, and, and it's, you don't have to pay any money. So I'm thinking that she, the grandmother is going to handle this once they get there. So after they left, my grandson, my, my son-in-law called me. He said, Miss Warren, he said, I want you to know that they got me. And I said, they got you? He said, yeah, they ordered up so many things for room service. Oh, my. And, and he left his credit card for them to do breakfast right. and things like that. It left it open for their breakfast because, you know, not knowing. Yeah. So he he said that they got me and I'm like, they got you. He said, yeah. He said they ordered up room service. They they were ordering up room service because and signing their name because they he thought, I guess grandmother thought. Yeah. That that's how you had no idea. They had no idea. But it was it was all good because I, I was glad that they had the opportunity I'm still in touch with her right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she calls me. We call each other. She calls the other members of the organization. So, And I do try to stay in touch with our grandmothers. In fact, the city of Dallas, they partnered with us for Christmas, and they'll take six of our grandmothers. And this year, uh, St. Phillips, they took six. So I try. we do 12, one a month. And so I try at Christmas time to get them. And we had an organization uh, previously that, uh, partner with us for Christmas, and they had the children to write down a, a, a get a wish list, and they got them everything that they wanted. They had a, um, a, a the tree, the Christmas tree, That's where they had the children to choose whatever they wanted, and they they got bicycles and all kind of toys, electronics, and everything that they wanted. So we have we've been truly blessed with people doing things for to help us to help us. To encourage them, and it's a good thing too because you know it's little things. I'll tell you about the the the, the, the it's lunchable. One of our people, one of our supporters, she said, "You know, you don't like I say, you don't really realize till you see it. They're all around you, but mm-hmm. you don't see it." She was in line at the grocery store, and she heard this little boy ask for a lunchable, and she said, "The grandmother said, well." I can't get it, a Lunchable now. I can't get it now. We'll get it when we come back, when I get my check. I can just get what we need right now. I'll get the Lunchable later. And the little boy's like, oh, grandmother, I just want a Lunchable. She said, I said we'll get it. So she was standing behind him. She said, ma'am, I'll buy the Lunchable. But the grandmother, of course, didn't want it. You know, she said, no, that's okay. She said, no, ma'am, I'll buy the Lunchable. And she said, the little boy went and got the one with the drink, the cookie. Mm-hmm. He went and upgraded, you know, like, hey, you going to buy it? I'm going to get a big Lunchable. Yeah, had a Capri Sun in there. <laughs> yeah, with everything, and I'm going to get to work. So, But, I mean, these people are right by you. They're behind you. They're in front of you. They're, and you think, like I used to think, they're just keeping grandkids or they're just visiting. Right. But, you know, they're raising them. They're raising them. They're raising them. They're in the breach. They're taking care of the kids when their own kids are physically unable to. And you guys have taken care of so many grandmothers with the Break for Grandmother. We're talking with Arvella Warren, the executive director of a Break for mm-hmm. Grandmother. I've noticed over the years you've got all, you're based out of Oak Cliff here in Dallas, mm-hmm. but you've mm-hmm. had so many grandmothers that you've honored of, from all different backgrounds, black, brown, all white, all, all yes. kinds, because mm-hmm. you've gotten so many people who have, who've, um, that's true, who, who've nominated them. And, and yes. can you talk about some of the different, uh, some of the different women that you've you've been able to honor and how you've been able to reach out to them? Well, we've been able to honor grandmothers that just, you know, they have, they, they're just doing what they do every day. In fact, we have one on Saturday at 
2 o'clock at the Country Club, and that's when we do it at the mm-hmm. Country Club on Redbird Lane. We do our Country Club of Dallas. Our Country Club of Dallas. We do our luncheons there. And when COVID came, we had to change. We don't do our luncheons anymore. So now we just, it's the grandmother and uh, maybe a grandchild, the board members there. Mm-hmm. And before that, like when it was warm, we would go out on the yard and, and do a take parade. A seat out there. I, I remember the parade. parade for Christmas. We did the parade for Christmas, but honoring them last year, we just go out on the grass and we give them everything we give them, put the crown on their head, but it's outside and it's still beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we stand distance. And at Christmas time, we used, we couldn't have our sit down dinner. So we got all 12 of our grandmothers. We gave each of them a hundred dollars and we gave each of them food to fix for their size family Christmas dinner for whatever size family that they had. All of them, you know, turkeys, everything, sure. so 12 grandmothers. So what we had them do is just drive by, and we put it in their trunks or in the back of their cars or whatever for them so that, you know, we're, we're still social distance. And even now we're still social distance we, as we are our grandmother. But you get to meet a lot of people, and, and, you know, some of these people, like I said, it's like really raising your grandchildren. It falls in your lap. It's mm-hmm. not... It's not, I don't think no one has said, you know, I'm going to retire and I'm going to go take my grandchildren from their parents so I can raise them. No. I don't think anybody has said that. Ever. They just want to borrow them every now and then, but they don't want to yeah. raise them. They just want to love <laughs> no. them for a little they bit of time. They want them to come by. They yeah. want to hear from them. And then they next thing you know, life mm-hmm. steps in and crazy mm-hmm. challenges occur. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you guys are doing such a wonderful job. Can you... Can you talk to anybody who's listening that might want to partner with you guys or donate or volunteer for a break for grandmothers? Is there a way to reach out to you guys where they can find you? Yes, I have an email address. It's W-E-X-O-D is in dog, U-S-23 at T-X dot R-R dot com. And the phone number is 214 214- And people can find out more about you uh, literally on Facebook, Facebook. right? Can you talk about that, where people can see it on Facebook? Yes, if you go to our Facebook page, you will see all the grandmothers that we've honored. You can actually read some of their stories. I I try to put, I don't put everything, because what people do is nominate. And if you want to nominate someone, you just email a letter to that email address. And we honor every single grandmother that we get. We use like the honors with like the seniority, like say if we get two letters at the same time and you have had your grandchildren five years and say I've had mine one year, we're going to do the five year first, but we're going to do the one year also. Mm-hmm. No grandmother is not going to be honored. We Like right now we have grandmothers waiting up until July to be honored. Because and, and I tell That's people, awesome. all you have to do, it doesn't cost anybody anything. It's no money. You don't have to pay us to do it. Uh, it the gifts are all given. We are 501C, so we're, everything we get, we are giving. Mm-hmm. And the grandmothers are receiving. So you don't have to, all it costs you is to write a letter. To pen, you can pen a letter to our post office box, or you can email a letter. If you, we have a post office box, so P.O., Box uh, 764371, Dallas, Texas, 75376. 
that's our post office mm-hmm. box. If you want to write a handwritten letter, we take those also. But if you want to email a letter, email it to our to our Exodus Double Exodus twenty three at tx dot dot com, uh, and we will honor every grandmother and. And it's one of the best gifts you can give to a grandmother raising grandchildren. I mean, when if, if you could only see the happiness and joy, like I said, we cry. And when you read some of the stories, like sometimes, most of the time, when people write letters about them, they'll tell a lot of details that I don't put on sure. the Facebook page when I redo it because it's a personal letter. Mm-hmm. But I will tell enough so you can see they deserve what we're doing. They're just not keeping grandkids a babysitting or helping out. They have rescued their families. You know, Miss Warren, it's it's just been a pleasure. We've got to pop you on again real soon to see how everything's going. And again, thanks for being our guest this morning. Mm, Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And I appreciate all you've done and how you came and brought gifts for the kids and just encouraged them and, and, and let them know, you know, that and it's good, too, because, you know, I, I tell people we're not a big organization, but we're doing big things. Yes, we're you are. We're a little organization, but we're doing big things. And for you to come and be a part of us and take, I know you're very busy, but you've always managed to take our time to come and encourage the grandparents and mostly these young men. And it is a lasting effect. And I'm Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. Thank you for joining me. Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations doing great things in our community right here on Better Living. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.